When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There has always been an argument about whether or not Mike Tomlin's coaching and his quote-unquote player coach personality is effective or is it too soft and i think this is a perfect example and the latest news around it of why maybe it does teeter on that line a little too much what's going on everybody i'm noah strackbein thank you for jumping on to steelers to go your daily to go cup of pittsburgh steelers news and analysis find us on youtube.com slash all steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts and today it's pretty simple there are reports floating around about marcus allen and mike tomlin that do not look good for mike tomlin at all and it should frustrate some players Because this is a situation that impacted pretty much everybody. And if Mike Tomlin is focusing his attention the way that he is reportedly focusing his attention, it doesn't look good for anybody involved. According to Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette during an appearance on 93.7 The Fan, Ray says that Mike Tomlin handled Marcus Allen's sideline penalty. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll break it down. Marcus Allen was flagged for an unsportsmanlike conduct during week 15 against the Carolina Panthers during a media timeout in an instance where they were setting up to punt. The Steelers were going to receive a punt after back-to-back sacks took the Carolina Panthers out of field goal range. The Steelers were on the move. Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward reached the quarterback. It was awesome. Marcus Allen decides to go over to the Carolina Panthers sideline, get into a huddle that a coach was in and start messing with players. He was flagged immediately. From what I have heard, it wasn't the first time that he attempted to do this. It was just the first time that he actually pulled it off. The Steelers go back on defense. They give up X amount of yards and the Panthers kick a field goal after the game. Mike Tomlin says three words. He goes, it's three points. It was three points. That's what it cost the Steelers. That's how he summed up Marcus Allen's penalty. But he said that he didn't see it live. He had no idea what really happened. Do you believe that? No. You can never believe when Mike Tomlin says, oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, you saw it. It was probably on the replay a dozen times. You saw it. But it's not about whether or not he did see it. It's about how he responded to the situation. You see, 
a lot of people were frustrated. You you went on social media and immediately people were freaking out. Get this guy off the team. Caught him. What is his purpose? Blah, blah, blah. And truthfully, I don't think Marcus Allen holds that ground. He's a special teamer. And yeah, he's a quality special teamer. I've talked to him before about how this year he was hoping to make a Pro Bowl. I don't see that happening after that. And, you know, his career, it's been progressing, but it's never been anything special. He's hung around Pittsburgh for a long time, and I think his demeanor is what keeps him around. The fact that he is just a football guy. He's a guy that's full of energy, that loves to talk smack, that loves to hit people, is always firing up the team. He's one of those guys. At the same time, you know, anybody who was out there screaming for him to be released immediately has a valid argument. He's a special teamer on a special teams unit that struggles quite a bit anymore. I don't know how much ground he actually holds, which brings us to the alarming part. According to Ray Fittipaldo, Mike Tomlin, after the penalty, instead of scolding Marcus Allen or telling him, hey, you can never do this again. What are you thinking? Blah, 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 which a number of coaches would do. Instead, he said, keep on trucking. Quote, unquote, keep on trucking. There's a couple of sides to this argument, okay? There's a couple of things that need to be addressed. For one, the first thing people are going to jump on is Bill Cower. Bill Cower would never do this in a million years. He would have released him immediately. I don't know how Bill Cower would have handled this exact situation. What I do know is that I have a lot of very close people who have worked with Bill Cower for a long time and who have made it very clear to me that he probably wouldn't have done much, anything more drastic. He probably would have kept the same demeanor. Maybe he wouldn't have said, keep it trucking. But he probably wouldn't have caught him. You know, it wouldn't have been this big affair. It would have just been handled on the sideline, probably quietly between Cower and the player, and then they would have moved on. And I would like to say that that's how Tomlin would do the same thing. My only issue is that I'm okay with Tomlin handling the situation and not bringing light to it to the media. That seems to be a, a theme in the NFL. I get it. You don't want your dirty laundry out there. I wouldn't either. Even if I'm part of the media, even if I want that dirty laundry aired, I understand that you don't, and I get that. But if it's true that the response was keep on trucking. That's not handling the situation at all. It's just shoving it under the, under the rug and saying, keep being you keep getting us in trouble. Keep getting flags. Keep being a problem. Do you see the problem there? Do you see the concern or the issue? And I think that brings up the question. Where is the line? Is Mike Tomlin on the wrong side of it? Has he always been on the wrong side of it? I think a lot of people for a long time have said, oh, Mike Tomlin is a player's coach. He's too soft. He's not a good disciplinary. He's never going to succeed in the NFL because of it, blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, Mike Tomlin has succeeded. There's a lot of people who do not like Mike Tomlin. I understand. You know, I'm not going to sit here and argue with everybody about whether or not Mike Tomlin was good. I think everybody has valid arguments on both sides. 
But in this situation, to sit here and, and somehow come up with a, oh, that was the best way to handle that instance. I don't know about that one. That one is a big yikes to me. A big yikes. Because Marcus Allen has a reputation, okay? It's come out that, you know, he, he's a problem in the locker room when it comes to the media. He's always blasting music. And I'm part of the media. I'm part of the media that has to deal with that. And, like, me and Marcus have had those conversations. Like, dude, you are hurting my channels. And he doesn't really care, you know? It doesn't bother him that I'm not allowed to upload videos to YouTube or upload things to our main site or report on things or television cameras are allowed to use any video because there's curse words in the background. There's a, there's a million things that his issues in the locker room that were all revealed have caused. And it doesn't bother me. It is what it is, man. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm on the wrong side of that argument. You know, like I'm on the, this is directly impacting me side of the argument have no issues with it. It still somewhat strikes me as a red flag that it was unable to be controlled, though. Because I've been in locker rooms where Ben Roethlisberger has walked over to players playing music and have just shut off the music without saying a word to anybody. I've just walked over, hit the power button, walked away. No words said. I've been multiple situations, then not just once, multiple times have I seen Ben Roethlisberger walk over, shut off a player, walk away. That he That's how he wanted that locker room. I don't think that there is that strong of a voice in there. It's supposed to be Cam Hayward, but Cam is also in the understanding that, you know, he is the older generation in a very new generation of football. Guys should be able to play music. I get it. I'm not upset about any of it. But again, the fact that it had to be blown up into a major situation and still is yet to be resolved, red flag. And then you do that and the responses keep on trucking. It somewhat leaves the narrative that you are allowed to do whatever you want. And even if you are just a special teams ace, not even a captain, a special teams ace, who is the 53rd man on the roster and clearly because he was released at the end of the, at the beginning of the season when they cut their 53 man roster down and they only did that because they knew nobody was going to pick him up and you are still allowed to do whatever you want. You're allowed to get flags. You're allowed to hurt the team. You are allowed to be a problem that's known to the fan base and your scolding, your talking to, your discipline is keep on trucking. And a coach that will deny that he saw what the problem was. And maybe he didn't address Marcus Allen in the same tone. Maybe it was, you know, a, a lot of upset. He was very upset and then said, keep on trucking. Maybe, you know, I wasn't there. I, I wish I was a fly on the wall, but I wasn't. But the reports say, this isn't this is what happened word for word quote unquote and if that is what happened i don't know i'm having a hard time staying on the side of the argument i've always been on and that's that mike tomlin is not a problem in the way that he coaches because right now i'm kind of sitting here and i've been sitting here just simply thinking about how 
that's an issue and it's a big issue. And maybe Mike Tomlin has given way too much leeway to guys that do not matter that much. And he can't do that because he's going to lose the respect of guys. He's going to always have the respect of people, but how you listen to this guy is going to change. If you're allowed to do whatever you want, you're going to do whatever you want. And Mike Tomlin has always had his guys under check. Like Antonio Brown didn't just come out of nowhere. Antonio Brown was always there. And you hear so many stories about Antonio Brown when you're inside that locker room and how bad it was before it got bad. But Mike Tomlin kept it in check. And you got to give him credit for that. But keeping Antonio Brown in check and letting a special teamer do what he wants, different situation, very different situation. So is Mike Tomlin getting too soft? I I don't want to say this, but maybe. Do I think that it's fair to compare him and how Bill Cower would coach and handle the situation? No. Because I think that Bill would have been somewhat the same to a degree. But I don't think that how he addressed it personally to the player would have been keep on trucking. I have a hard time with that one. And I think it's the wrong way to go about it. So, yeah. Maybe Mike Tomlin's getting soft. Maybe it's concerning. And maybe it's something to monitor. Because it can't get worse. You can't get any worse than giving a special teamer all the leeway in the world. And if it does get worse, you might have lost your grip on a football team.